So with this, we're going to finish the 11th parak of Maimur Betachon. And we're going to go a little bit off script today because the he, the is going to bring down a Gemara. And the Gemara is quoted verbatim. And I believe that we're going to get a better understanding of the Gemara if we if I speak out the Gemara rather than read the Gemara in detail. And this is how we will end this parak. So... The altar starts out with Mitzina Bechazal, Ilfa Rabbi Yechon Hayugaris Barai. So that Ilfa and Rabbi Yechonan they were involved in learning, and they were learning very well, but they were in dire straits financially. They had no money, so they said to one another, "Maybe we should go and start business because it says in the pasuk, Eves Kilo Yebach Evyoin, that amongst you there will be no." destitute, meaning that there won't be starvation, so we'll make money. So the two of them went out and they sat along a dilapidated wall, and they didn't realize that this was a dilapidated wall. And they were eating bread, and while they were eating bread, two Malachi Asharis came by. And Rabbi Yechanan heard um, them say, to the other angel, he heard them say that that they forsook this forsook Torah in order to get for for this for this uh, for this world, and they gave up their Torah learning. So we're going to push over this wall. So the other one, the other angel replied back, "Well, there's one of them that is." Uh, that that he's chayisha that he's for now, and he's going to die. But the other one is not going to die. Rabbi Yochanan Shema and Rabbi Yochanan heard this. But Ilfa didn't hear this. So Rabbi Yochanan said to Ilfa, "You know, did you didn't you really didn't hear anything? You sure?" And he said, "No, I really didn't hear anything." And so Rabbi Yochanan said, "You know what?" Since I heard the Malachims talk like this, and Ilfa did not, it's clear to me that my hour of greatness is right now, and I need to go back to Yeshiva. And he picked himself up, and he went back to Yeshiva. And Rabbi Yochanan, then, after he got back to Yeshiva, he, he said, you know what, I'm going to go and fulfill the aritz. The poor will never cease from the, from the mists of the land. And he went back, and Ilfa continued on his journey. So Rabbi Yechanan, he'd gone back, completely dedicated himself to Taira, and Ilfa didn't return. But when Ilfa finally did return, Rabbi Yechanan had already been crowned king. He was already the head of the, of the yeshiva. He became the Rosh Yeshiva. And they said to him, they said to Ilfa, if you had been the one that returned, or even if both of you had returned, you were such a greater Talmud Chochem than Rabbi Yechanan, it would have been you that would have been the head of the yeshiva. Of course, Rabbi Yechanan felt very bad, so he decided that in order to prove to everyone that he still had it, that he still was a Talmud Chochem, that he was still great in his learning, he said to him that he, he said to everyone, "I'm going to tie myself to the mast of a ship." 
And if there's anyone who can ask me about a brisa that was taught in the yeshiva of Chia or Oishia, and I'm not able to demonstrate the basis of such a Mishnah, I'll allow myself to fall and die at the sea. And this is where the Gemara, the Gemara ends, uh, the quote of the Gemara ends here. So now the altar says, V'hu Aymer Kain, Mag Mas Nafshai, he was in tremendous deep anguish. Asher Osa Shigia Bifrishosai Mehalimud, he had realized that he erred when he left Yeshiva. Uvoi Eliyahu, and Eliyahu never, Eliyahu never came. And asked him about a certain halacha found in one of those braces. And he answered him. And Elio agreed with the answer. It's not because, because of the, he had acted properly. But really only to put his mind at ease. So we see from this that even after Ilfa left and he abandoned full-time yeshiva, he was still on such an exalted level that Eliyahu himself appeared to him to calm his mind. And despite all this, Ilfa was still had tremendous chorata and uh, for having to make those efforts in order to provide for his own parnasa. So, Ilfa had made a cheshben that he needed to do, he needed to make some parnasa in order to support himself, so he ventured into business really for the sole purpose that he would be able to further his studies and be able to stay in yeshiva longer. But after he saw that Rav Yaichnan had become the, the Melech and how great Rabbi Yaichin had become, he became full of Chorata and he realized that he had made a big mistake and had he thrown everything onto Hashem, then Hashem would have taken care of him and he would have not starved, he would have had Parnasa and everything uh, would have worked out. So the question really becomes here, how do we deal with this? Because it seems that leaving Yeshiva in order to make a Parnasa uh, is the wrong Attitude, it's the wrong hashkafa that we should be staying in yeshiva without making parnasa. Yet so many of us, myself included, uh, do make a parnasa. We do have a, a job outside of yeshiva, though yeshiva is the main focus. Yeshiva is everything. Learning is, 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 is the chaye oilam above, chaye shah. But yet we still see that there are people that put an effort, b'nei tayra, yeri shemayim, tamlei that put out effort in order to make parnasa. So how do we juxtapose this story of Rav Yaichanan and Ilfa with our own lives. And I think the answer to that is quite difficult and quite simple at the same time. And that is that you need to have a Rebbe. By having a Rebbe whom you can discuss these matters with and determine what is the right mahalach for you and your family is the key to determining where the Ishtadlis needs to be and where the Ishtadlis should not be. Whether you're holding on the level of the Chavos Levavos, which talks about 
Like the altar says, the, the, the working man who needs to do a certain amount of shtalis, or whether you're really holding on the level of the, the yeshve base medrash, like we've discussed, uh, which would be more like the chavos levavos according to the other reading of the chavos levavos of, of the altar or, and, and the Ramban, where he says that they don't disagree. But that determination really can only come from having a Rebbe. And what I've noticed in our dar is, unfortunately, there are so many B'nai Teira and Balabatim that don't have a Rebbe. They don't have someone they can go to to give them the guidance in life that they need to make these kind of decisions. They don't have someone that they can go to for all kinds of things, both Ruchnius and even in Gashmius, where they can speak it out to a Rebbe to get the guidance that they, that they really require in order to know. Are they going to be like Ilfa, where they have this tremendous charata uh, at, at the end of their lives because they should have stayed in Yeshiva? They were really people that were really to stay in Yeshiva? Or are they going to be people that are going to say, no, this is the tachlis that I was supposed to have, and this is what I'm supposed to have done. And the really only way to know that is to have a Rebbe to be able to guide you, a smart Rebbe, a wise Rebbe, a Rebbe that's able to uh, present to you the truth, not to try to make you feel good, but to try to tell you what is right and what is right for you. And each tukufa of your life, that might change. A young man can stay in yeshiva 10, 12 years, but there might be a certain point where it's time for him to go out and get a job. That job may be in chinuch, that job may be in kashrus, that job may be in some other kind of klikaitish, or that job may be in business itself, depending on the, on the young man. There's no way to determine that without a Rebbe. And what I've noticed in my life is that so many B'nai Taira don't have Rebbe's. They have a Rebbe that taught them Gemara, they have a Rebbe that taught them Halacha, they have a Rebbe that they ask certain Shilas to, but the Rebbe that gives them the guidance in life, so, so few have them. And I can tell you as someone who Baruch Hashem has such a relationship with a Rebbe that without it, my life would be completely different. My life would have been in turmoil, whereas now having the guidance from a Rebbe and each step that I take, I'm able to speak with that Rebbe, has allowed me the schus to be able to be on track with all of my life's decisions, whether it's Gashmias, whether it's Ruchnias, whether it's children, with marriage, and every detail in between. To have that Rebbe that you can really call yourself a Talmud of is a tremendous schus. Um, unfortunately, especially in a lot of the bigger yeshivas, they do not have such a ability to connect to a Rebbe, to have that type of relationship, to have that type of closeness, to have that type of uh, intimate relationship of a, of a, a Rebbe, also like a father to them, uh, that knows them and knows their families well. And uh, there's definitely a price that people pay uh, for not having such guidance in their life.